Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Ineash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right. First story this week. Trump has been acquitted. Surprise! Uh, He is is not being removed from office despite already not being in office. Uh, And he will not be getting uh, prohibited from ever holding office again. Um, Nobody is particularly surprised by this. Um, It was, I think, seven Republican senators voted to to convict, which was more than I expected. It was, I learned, uh, the first time in the history of this nation that a uh, president has had people of his own party vote to convict him in the Senate. Huh. Uh, No, I think that was the first Trump impeachment, because I think, like... uh, Oh, yeah, Romney voted to impeach. Okay. Well, the first president in the history of the U.S., anyway. Yes, which is a great reminder that impeachment has always been about politics more so than about actual crimes, and that, like, it's a great idea to have some way to hold the president accountable, but the actual procedure laid out in the Constitution isn't very good, and we should probably troubleshoot that. But interestingly, this this is objectively the worst president since he uh, had even people of his own party, just a few, voting against him, which uh, no one else did. Hard disagree on that. Who was the other? Oh, wait, the other one was Lincoln's. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, okay. Andrew yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Johnson yeah. was definitely worse. Yeah, was, and, yeah never and mind. Also, oh, man. also, it is the official stance of the Mind Killers podcast that the worst president of all time was Woodrow Wilson, and I will fight wait, either and or both of my co-hosts if they disagree with that. Pistols at dawn, sir. Done. I have no opinion on who was the worst president of all time. Okay, here's my here's my pitch. Here's my pitch for Wilson. He failed a wisdom saving throw so badly that the Nazis happened. That was the Nazis just were Wilson's his fault. fault. Uh, he was. You can blame uh, pretty much all of Europe for that. I feel like Wilson was instrumental. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say he was logically sufficient and or necessary, but he was definitely a big risk factor. And for mm. more on this, re, uh, I refer you to the uh, Hardcore History series uh, Recipe for Armageddon. Or, no, Blueprint for Armageddon about World War One. Mm, that goes that- into exhaustive detail about how much of a shit grill Woodrow Wilson was. <laughs> also, I, he was super racist. I I don't doubt that. I definitely um, second that recommendation. That's a great podcast. But Wilson was, you know, really pushed the League of Nations, which, if it had been at all effective, wouldn't have punished Germany quite as badly as the Europeans did after World War One, right? Mm, I mean, I, I, I mean, think- sure, but he also pushed for. The Europeans to punish Germany really badly. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Perhaps I was confused about how he was, how far he was in that role. Anyways, there was all of the rest of Europe as well to consider, man. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds pretty ethnocentric to me to blame America for the Nazis. <laughs> I feel like it was probably the Germans' fault. Ah, they were innocent well, victims. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's the Austrians' fault. But yeah, as, as you deployed in your troops, I think four weeks ago, it was the, the the Democrats should have done it immediately, and the delay is what caused this stupid fiasco. So, yeah, I'm, I was actually pleasantly surprised that they did it over this weekend, um, because I, I 
they were talking about calling all these witnesses, and I thought they were going to drag it out even longer. And I was like, okay, you did it. You made your point. Now just let all the Republicans vote it down. There's no point in dragging this out. And then they didn't, so that was good. So, uh, next story is about uh, Russia, and that was from Eniash. Yes, um, I figured maybe we should go a little more international because we focus a lot on the U.S. I don't know if that's the best idea or if we're just going to bore our listeners, but uh, this story is about uh, Navalny in Russia. I, I don't recall if you remember, but I think a couple months ago we talked about uh, Navalny. He was the major opposition leader in Russia, and uh, Putin tried to have him poisoned by putting nerve agent in his underwear. Yeah. 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 And they yeah, managed... how could we forget the underwear story? Uh, I, I that old mind killer classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Navalny, uh, with balls of fucking steel, went back to Russia even after... Literally. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's got to keep him coated in steel now to protect himself, right? Uh, went back to Russia despite the fact that uh, Russia's de facto dictator uh, tried to have him killed and uh, was watching Rick and Morty in the plane on the way over there. So the last free media he saw in his life was Rick and Morty. Cheers. Uh, anyways, I say the last free media he saw was Rick and Morty because now he's jailed. Uh, Putin was like, oh, hey, you're back in my country now. You're going into the gulags or the, you know political jails, whatever they have there for their political uh, opponents. And so, yeah, uh, the major oppo opposition leader in Russia is jailed because Putin doesn't like having opposition. And there's protests in Russia, of course, but Putin doesn't care because that's the kind of country they are. And um, I don't know. Who knows where this will go? I mean, I think it went there. Right. I think this is where it's going. I mean, I... I by who knows where this was go would go. I hope that instead of serving out his entire jail term, there's going to be some kind of diplomatic pressure put on Russia or something. I don't know. I kind of doubt it because I haven't heard anything about that since the election. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. I am torn because on the one hand, we no longer have a president who is bought and sold and paid for by Putin, which is good. But also, I have recently rewatched Doctor Strangelove, and Russia hawkishness is not a good. So, I mean, we certainly don't want war with another major nuclear power. Yeah, yeah. So, dictatorship bad, nuclear war worse is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bold statements here only. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely hot take. But the fact that like. No one seems to be saying much about this or care much about it is just sort of disheartening. I, I would hope that there would still be, you know, something brought up weekly in the president, you know, saying, hey, this is a bad thing and we're going to look into freezing some of your guys' accounts, but nothing really. Yeah. Uh, I, I have uh, very little opinion about what to do about this sort of thing, just because I feel like so many different things have been tried and nothing really works. And half of them backfire. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I hope somebody smart is in charge, but probably not. And we're probably just going to flail around. So, you know, the fact that we're doing nothing is not definitely not the worst thing we could be doing. That's true. Yes. All right. Well, uh, speaking of international corrupt regimes, uh, Ineash, why don't you tell us about Myanmar? 
Uh, they had a coup, like a successful one, because it was carried out by the military leadership in their country rather than by a bunch of fucking yahoos that don't know what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, the there was a... Uh, this is not the first coup in their country either. Uh, it used to be known as Burma back when I was a kid. And uh, Well, I was going to ask that, too, because I remember last time Myanmar was in the news, everyone was, like, yelling at everyone else to call it Burma and don't call it Myanmar because that was a, like illegitimate regime or something yeah it was also a military coup back then yeah and now i guess i guess we gave up on that and everyone's just calling it myanmar now i mean eventually you have to deal with the government that controls the territory right yeah i guess so i mean try telling that to china re taiwan what do you mean uh china still thinks that taiwan is part of china yeah, but they don't refer to it as yeah. Taiwan. They refer to it as a Chinese territories of something, right? Um, yes. Yeah, and so does the World Health Organization. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Um, so yeah, it happened again. There was an election because I guess they were trying to be more democratic and official, but uh, the military was not happy with how the election turned out, so they sent in the troops again and said, nope, this is the government we're having and these are the people we want in power. And uh, that's, that's Myanmar still. So, no big surprise there. Again, some protests. Again, not going to do much of anything. Um, just sort of disappointing international news so that we don't stay completely focused on just the U.S. And, you know, we can realize that things could be worse. All right. Well, anyway, back to the important news. <laughs> Lou Dobbs was fired Woo-hoo! from Fox Business. <laughs> Um, this is part. He was fired uh, ostensibly, it seems, because he is a big fat liar. Uh, and this was right after another uh, voting machine making company called Smartmatic sued Fox for all the lies they were telling about the voting machines rigging the election. Um, and we talked about this before with uh, what was the name of the other company? Um, Dominion. Yeah, Dom- the Dominion sued Fox. And uh, Smartmatic has gotten in on it, too, because they were they were named in one of Fox's stupid rants. Uh, so that's fun. I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, Lou Dobbs was probably one of the worst of their broadcasters. He's just constantly uh, putting out this like racist, xenophobic crap and hating on immigrants. Uh, so I am certainly not sad to see him go, although he'll probably end up at like OANN or one of those other like Trump TV. Yeah, one of those other, like, Fox's two left-wing stations. Yeah, all I knew about him was that he worked at Fox, because I don't really watch Fox. Yeah, well, it was, and he was on Fox Business and had their highest-rated show. Oh, wow. Like, like by far, well, because I don't even know what Fox Business is. What was the specific lies that he was fired for? Um, well, they didn't, they didn't, like, release a statement or anything, ah. but, it was, but it was, like, right after they got sued for things that he said. Okay. About how uh, the you know Smartmatic was was uh, con- conspiring with the Democrats and Joe Biden to fix the election. I see. Well, yeah. Good. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's great. Great to see him go. Um, I every time I think of Lou Dubs too, I think of like it was like ten or fifteen years ago where he was like not not aligned with the right, um, but he still hated immigrants so much. And he tried to get people. He tra- he wrote this thing about uh, what he called Lou Dobbs Democrats, which were just like normal Democrats, but they hate immigrants. And I always thought like it was so clownish that he was just trying to make the term Lou Dobbs Democrats a thing, <laughs> and nobody ever used it for him. 
I, I think we should stop calling us uh, Bayesian rationalists and start calling us Brodskian rationalists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, pass me a couple Brodskis. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure this name goes down in history. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, enough foolishness. On to COVID news. Um, some bad news about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah. Um, first of all, it hasn't been approved yet, which is stupid. It is. Um, it is, however, being produced um, at that maximum capacity, despite the fact that it hasn't been approved yet. So as soon as it is approved, we'll have lots of a stockpile built up that we can give to people. Well, it is approved um, in a bunch of other countries. Yeah. I'm assuming they're giving a lot of the stock to those countries, or are we just stocking well, think, up here in the U.S.? Well, I think we have ours reserved. Okay. Um, I think we have like you know I, th- I think it's one of those ones where we have a hundred million doses uh, reserved for us. Didn't the FDA announce like a week ago that they were going to meet in three weeks or so to start looking at the AZ approval? I believe that was Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Okay, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's not like there's an emergency happening or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, the Johnson and Johnson is super safe and everybody knows it. Um, but the <laughs> the FDA is still going to wait, you know, another two weeks to have their meeting to discuss it. Yeah. People got to get ready for these meetings. There's reports to collate, and they're they're if, whenever they bother giving an excuse for that sort of thing, it's always the same terrible excuse, mm. which is like, "Well, we can't rush this, or people won't feel confident in it," and it's it's so stupid. Mm. Uh, but the real bad news about AstraZeneca is that it um is does is not as effective against the South Africa variant. Yeah, only like ten percent effective against South Africa is what I saw. Yeah. Um, now, there's no data on severity, um, and so the data, all the the data we have, just says it's not good at preventing transmission. Um, but a lot of the vaccines do way better at preventing severe cases mm. than they do at preventing cases, just preventing contracting it. Okay. Yeah. So it could still um, help you not be as sick. Yes, it's still like if you still if your choice is take AstraZeneca or don't do anything. Oh, take AstraZeneca. Definitely, especially That's since be... it's not like the um, South Africa variant is the only variant. Right, or the even the dominant variant. It it protects very well against the British variant, yeah. which is the one we need to worry about in the short term. Yes. Uh, so definitely take it. But even if you were go- knowingly going to be in- exposed to the uh, South Africa variant, it's still very likely that the AstraZeneca vaccine will help. Yeah. I mean, I also think that we've we've demonstrated over the past year that uh, the Western world is completely incompetent at um, containing a, a infectious disease of this nature. So, yeah. assuming um, that the the other other vaccines are going to be needed because the 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 South Africa variant at some point is going to spread and become the dominant one if all the others can be vaccinated against. Just because we we can't stop the sort of spread. If one can get through the vaccines, it will get through the vaccines. Well, and there's still, you know, we still don't know if it can. Um, we know that it is the, uh, pretty much all the vaccines are less effective against it, but the vaccines are very effective. So even a less effective vaccine could contain it if enough people are vaccinated yeah um we don't have the exact numbers to know if that's possible so it's it, you know the we might not have to deal with it at all you know another thing we could do is just change the vaccines so that they do protect <laughs> against the south africa variant which is a oh, thing yeah. that's in our technical capability but if we did that 
then the vaccine companies would need to start over from square fucking zero vis-a-vis FDA approval, and anyone, and I mean anyone, who is still defending the FDA at this point is either a total fool or actively wants people to die. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with total fool. And I that do... is definitely the more likely one, which yeah. is why I said it first. But, like, if you are familiar with the facts of the cases and still support the FDA, then, like, I cannot think of any way to explain that other than human death and suffering enters positively into your utility function. Oh, come on. You can steal, man, that. People can say, okay, people are going to die, but the other effects of the FDA outweigh that, so on net, it's good. Which I know we don't believe, but that would be the steel man position. So people could support the FDA without being pro-human mystery. But, but what are the other what are the other effects of that that are worth it? You know, to quote a wise philosopher, side effects, side effects, (laughs) what kind of side effects are medically worse than death? (laughs) Wait a minute. This wise philosopher would be uh, Scott Alexander, wouldn't he? Uh, No, it would be Eliezer Yudkowsky speaking Ah! in the voice of Harry James Potter at Evans Varys. Oh, that's right. It was the other rationalist messiah. I got confused. Yep. Well, I think the voice was uh, Eniash Brodsky. Yeah, I do. I do, oh, in shit. fact, hear that line in your voice, <laughs> only pitched up like an octave. <laughs> well, damn. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So, in conclusion, the FDA is bad. Yes. Although the um, other vaccines do protect against it, so get them anyway, and also get a Z anyway, because eventually yeah. it is going to get modified, and you it protects you against the other ones. Yeah. Get get whatever vaccine is available to you. Um. So, speaking of the FDA, um, there's no head of the FDA right now. How did that happen? Well, I believe the head of the FDA resigned when Biden took over, which is normal for heads of executive agencies to resign when a new president takes over. We just don't have a new one because Biden hasn't nominated one yet. Um, And I, you know, I'm holding out hope that he's like, no, we have to take our time finding an FDA head because we need to find somebody who's going to not be a complete idiot hmm. and who's going to just make sure that whatever we need gets fast-tracked and whose goal is ending the pandemic, not whatever the fuck the goal of the last guy was. Um, but, like, that's obviously not what's happening. Uh, oh, I, sorry, <laughs> I can explain that. The goal of the last guy was making sure that thalidomide doesn't get approved in the United States. Just like the goal of every head of the FDA since the thalidomide disaster was. But didn't thalidomide not get approved? Yes, and we need to keep it that way. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no FDA head. Not like we're in the middle of a global pandemic with uh, the FDA right in the middle of it ruining everything. Someone acting, I'm assuming someone's acting as the acting head or keeping things moving is this why they can't have that meeting for three weeks they need a new head first (laughs) no that's not why (laughs) they could still have it today uh yeah they have i I think they have someone like ostensibly in charge but they can't like there's certain things that by law only a a confirmed head of the fda can do including like large policy changes uh and no one has that authority right now i absolutely does the fda need a head in order to abolish the fda 
Uh, I mean, Congress could abolish it, but if it wants to abolish itself, then yes, it needs a head to do that. I don't think you can abolish yourself if you're a government agency. Well, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's even tried yet, so we don't know. Seems kind of self-defeating. Um, Zvi keeps nominating his father, which I support. Yeah, I fact, I support getting Zvi in there, or at least I would have before I read Scott's art or Scott Alexander's article, since there's more than one Scott about why that sort of thing would be terrible. Because you know, then Zvi has to worry not just about being right, but about being right and being able to keep political power and have political cred and weight, and that that dilutes all the just getting it right uh, focus. Yeah, I, but I should. Uh... I vote, we, uh, I vote we begin the orderly transition of the United States into an epistocracy so that <laughs> getting it right is what gets you political power. Would be nice. I don't know if that's... Uh, I will point out, though, that Zvi somewhat disagreed with that. Oh, did he? And Yeah, yeah. He said that, like, look, if you put if you put someone good and competent that that has that wants to do well in the position, they, they'll be able to do it for a little while, at least. Yeah. And a little while is all we need for the pandemic. Well, sure, for the pandemic, but then they're going to be replaced yeah. with someone who is less good at being right, but more good at holding on to power and keeping powerful interests happy. Sure, but if there's a time to, like, burn political capital yeah. by doing unpopular but necessary things, I would say this is it. Yes, at least if you are uh, part of a health organization. Yeah, and if you get good results, then you get all that political capital back anyway. One can hope. But, but alas. Yeah. Um, so yes, I look forward to, uh, Zvi's dad becoming the head of the FDA very, very soon. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Uh, other news, uh, Eniash, you have some, uh, some Hollywood news for us. Yeah, I guess. Um, this, this is something that, like, I found interesting because, um, all right, so people are, I'm sure, familiar with Mandalorian, the only good thing to come out of Star Wars, uh, since Rogue One. Uh, and if not, they're familiar with Baby Yoda. Yes, Baby Yoda is what the Mandalorian created. Uh, the other thing the Mandalorian created was uh, Gina Carano's character, who is the like lady bounty hunter, if you are familiar with her from the Mandalorian, who is uh, probably the second most popular character from that show behind Baby Yoda. Hey, um, hey, yeah. uh, all the all the listeners who just twitched. When uh, Cara Dune got described as a bounty hunter, I was right there with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the only episodes of Mandalorian that I've really paid attention to were the ones with her in it, so I apologize if the details are wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's a fairly good show, but it wasn't, eh, it wasn't like, super gripping. So, so I just tuned in for her, really. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, she got kicked out of Disney and more or less canceled um, from a Hollywood career track uh, because she's bas- basically because she's proudly Red Tribe and uh, would wave the Red Tribe flag a lot. And um, it's pissed off a lot of people. And as soon as she managed to, you know, really put her fit- foot in her mouth and make a, a kind of cringy post, which is technically correct, but um, sounds bad. Uh, uh, they're what? like, oh, she's anti-Semitic. Was it technically correct? Are we talking okay, so, about Are we talking about the post where she said that like Republicans are as badly treated as as Jews in uh, Nazis rise Germany? Germany. Yeah. Yes and no. That we is are not technically correct. No, so or we are technically correct. We are referencing the same post, but uh, the way you just described it is not at all what she said, and that is a major part of the problem, in my that's, opinion. 
that was very much in the subtext. Um, and like, and like, it's not just that she's part of the red tribe. Although a similarly stupid person in the blue tribe definitely would not have gotten canceled. But she is a particularly stupid and odious. Uh, a member of a particularly stupid and odious brand of Red Tribe. And, like, I definitely don't think this was, like, justified, because I believe that uh, work and personal life should be kept separate. But also, like, them were some real bad tweets. Yes, them were definitely some real bad tweets. I didn't think they were that bad. They Okay, so they were bad in terms of, like, they might make you cringe, but none of them were bad as in someone should lose their job over this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like the, wor- the yeah, worst I mean, one like, was the... My, my takeaway is that just Gina Carano is really, really bad at social media. And yes. Like, she she needs someone to sit her down and have a talk about whether this whole Twitter thing is really the right fit for her. But <laughs> she she probably should not have been fired. Yeah, and not only should she not have been fired, she shouldn't be called anti-Semitic by anyone. Because, I mean, that's why she was fired. People were saying she's anti-Semitic. And, yeah, she posted something stupid that sounds bad, but it certainly wasn't anti-Semitic. She is not hating the Jews. She does not want them exterminated. She is basically making a first they came for the socialists kind of post, just in a really shitty way. Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb, but, like, I, I don't... I I think you would have to struggle to be offended by it. Uh, that's, that is one thing that um, the people who try people that want to cancel others on Twitter are really good at is getting offended by things. That's true. So they, that they is, didn't even have that to is a well developed skill. Yeah. Uh, uh, so sticking with our long and venerable tradition of plugging podcasts better than ours, uh, Blocked and Reported is a rationalist sort of adjacent podcast. Uh, that's, um, like, leftist but confirmed, but, or leftist but worried about excessive wokeness sort of genre. Yeah. And, uh, they had an episode on this that was quite good, except they don't like Star Wars, which means that they're terrible people. (laughs) I have not yet heard that episode, but I do uh, listen to that podcast, and I'm a supporter, so I even get the super secret episodes, and yeah, I like it a lot. Hmm. I, I... second the recommendation again i also recommend a uh, excellent podcast called beltway banthas who did an emergency podcast on this topic oh really mm-hmm. okay i would like to hear that one too and they like star wars yeah but yeah her i mean her basic point was that they the nazis got people to hate their neighbors and um this is happening in the u.s too and this is a bad thing and boy did she do it poorly but she was not being anti-semitic with that post yeah, I I am kind of confused about what the uproar is. Um, I guess she's just, and I agree with you, I think it's just she's Red Tribe. She was unapologetically Red Tribe, and they told her to stop being so loudly Red Tribe, and she said no. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I really blame Disney for this. Oh, or... Disney has an ironclad contract. I mean, it's in their contract that anything that we think makes us look bad in the public image, we can fire you for. Right. And, I'd like, I don't know if we should be yelling at them or if it's, like, the problem of just the public gets all agitated about this sort of dumb thing. 
I think it would be um, nice if the public was less um, mob-minded and if uh, companies were had more spine to them because all you have to do is not fire people and then other com- companies will be like, oh yeah, we don't have to listen to this mob. And the whole thing recedes. And, um, you know, if you do cave in, then the whole thing accelerates and other companies feel pressure to do so too because, hey, Disney did it. We we should as yeah. well. So, yeah, it's it's a bad cycle that I don't like. So I'm sort of sympathetic to Disney here. Because I, I feel like what happened is she was, you know, posting a bunch of Red Tribe shit that was dumb. And their PR department went to her and were like, hey, could you not? Because people are yelling at us about this and they're going to get mad. And she was basically like, hey, fuck you. I do what I want. <laughs> right. Um, and they're like, and they, yeah, they could easily just not fire her for this. Mm-hmm. And nothing would come of it until, you know, six months from now, she posts something actually offensive. Mm. And then everyone's like, oh, and they knew about her because look at all this history and we tried to get him to fire her and aren't they assholes? Well, but then they would have an actual legitimate excuse for firing her if she posted something that was actually bad. Yeah, but then like they'd already have written her character into the next season and we have through filming it. I'd yeah. be okay with that. I really like her character and her acting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you do. I mean, yeah. just like, I, just uh, don't pay attention to people's personal but, politics you know. so much when you're into their art. That's, that's well, yeah. But you so, also think she's a bounty hunter. So, you know what? You know. She's basically like a bounty much. hunter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, um, my feeling is basically that given the dumb, stupid, shitty game that we're playing, Disney made the winning move. And I don't blame Disney for that. Like, I, I don't hate the players. I hate the game. And like, what a surprise. David siding with the large corporation. Yes. <laughs> because that is what libertarians do. That was a joke, you dumb fox. <laughs> and David gets canceled. All right. I, I am cancel proof, by which I mean unemployed. <laughs> David just lives in a perpetual state of being canceled. I yeah, I mean I I the head of my dissertation committee is Robin Hansen, who is the undisputed world champion oh my God, of being he is. canceled. So <laughs> he is really well the champion of being unable to be legit canceled. Yeah, yeah. I try as they might, he's like thing. yeah. And apparently you can get around that. People with tenure have been canceled before, but it's really fucking hard. Yeah, but the uh, president of GMU is an engineer, and he don't give a fuck, so... Noise! Yeah, he got tenure at a, you know, good place. Yeah. I mean, I'd struggle to call a place run by an engineer a good place, but, you <laughs> Well, know. a good place if you want to not get canceled for <laughs> yeah. making insights for that, that some people may not like. Oh, all right. Anyway, next story. Uh, also from Eniash. Um... Eniash, why don't you tell us what's going on with SpaceX? Sure, this is going to be a short one because I don't have too much to say about it, but uh, SpaceX has got a complaint filed against them for uh, hiring discrimination because they wouldn't hire someone because of his nation of origin or current national um, nationality, I guess. Uh, I think it was his citizenship. Status. Citizenship. Okay, thank you. Which is nationality, right? Or is that not the same thing as nationality? No. You can have a different nationality and still be a citizen of a different country. Okay. Um, 
And so the Justice Department is investigating Elon Musk and SpaceX for this. Actually, I guess they're investigating SpaceX, not Elon Musk. The headline has Elon Musk's name in it because I guess headlines get clicked more if his name is in them. That's kind of annoying. Um, but they are not investigating him specifically. They're investigating SpaceX uh, because of this discrimination complaint. And um, the wonderful thing that was brought up is that they could not hire this person legally because there's an international traffic in arms regulation, ITAR for short, in the U.S., which controls the manufacture, sale, and distribution of defense and space-related articles and services, and mandates that access to physical materials or technical data related to defense and military technologies is restricted to U.S. citizens only, and that does include most of what SpaceX does. So, uh, you know, they're kind of a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. I think they wrote a book about this. Uh, it's hell of a catch, and I don't know how this is going to proceed. Yeah, so I saw a bunch of people in the Discord all all riled up about this. And I, I don't know, this seems like a non-story to me. Because first of all, it's just it's just an investigation. And the reason SpaceX is in trouble is because they were issued a subpoena and they refused to comply. Um, so right now, it's just, they're just trying to enforce a subpoena. They're not saying that you definitely did anything wrong here. Um, and the second thing is, I, I, I lo- went and looked up about ITAR. Because I was curious, because it did seem somewhat contradictory. And uh, um, ITAR doesn't limit it to just U.S. citizens. If you if you have a legal, if you have a green card, then ITAR says it's okay. I think you just can't hire um, people who aren't authorized to work in the U.S. for certain things. Oh, okay. I and might... SpaceX and SpaceX here claims that the only thing they ever asked him was, "Are you?" qualified to work in the u.s they didn't even know his citizenship status um now he he's claiming otherwise but i don't know i he sounds like he's full of shit (laughs) um so i I don't know this just seems like not at all a big deal to me okay the the source i read on itar then either didn't either didn't say that or i didn't get that far into the article before i clicked out to go to other things Mm -hmm. Uh, now the the job at issue here is subject to itar yeah um, but yeah, they, they claim it was just, it's just about, are you, are you authorized to work in the U S and that's all he was asked. So SpaceX so. isn't <laughs> complying with the subpoena. Correct. I didn't realize that. Why are they not complying? Because fuck, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, because they think it's uh, cause they think it's not a, a, a via valid case. Okay. So they want to go to court and argue that they shouldn't have to uh, provide this information because there's no actual potential violation here. Oh, okay. Well, that seems legit. Or at least a legit yeah. complaint. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll get worked out with the lawyers and nobody's... No, I, I, I don't see any uh, anything worrisome here. SpaceX has fuck you money to uh, pay the lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, after all that depressing news, we're moving on to happy news. Yay. Happy time. And our first one is from Enion. Yes. Did we actually discuss this on the podcast? I think we did, right? The Tuskegee syphilis experiment and my mom? We, de- we definitely discussed it during recording. I don't know if Wes cut it. No, I'm pretty sure I left it in. Okay, okay. cool. In that case, we got an update on that. Uh, I was over at my parents' house a couple of weeks ago, and I asked my mom, as you know, we said, we just kind of played by ear whether whether the way I ask her counts or not. So I started with the most... Um, the most unambiguous way that I think would absolutely fit your criteria, I just turned to my mom and said, oh, hey, uh, I was talking with a friend. Do you know about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment? And my mom thought for a second or two, and then she was like, you mean, was that the one where they gave the uh, the, the black people syphilis and then didn't treat them for it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. So um, 
I, I believe my mom is in the know of what this is, and you owe me ten dollars. Yep, that. <laughs> yep, that that is definitely unambiguously uh, uh, fulfilling the terms of the bet. Uh, should I Venmo you, or should we just go out for empanadas the next time I'm in uh, uh, Denver? I like the empanadas idea. We gotta keep a, the ranchless tradition of empanada bet settling. I think that's just a Steven tradition, but... Oh, it's becoming a rationalist tradition quickly in the Denver area. Oh, okay, cool. Because I said so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's two pieces of good news, then. Uh, all right. Next happy news is that we are getting vaccines sooner than expected. Um, previously, we were we had negotiated... We say we, the United States, had negotiated for uh, an extra $100 million uh, Moderna vaccines and Pfizer vaccines, and they were going to be delivered by the end of the summer. They recently announced that we're going to be getting them by the end of July, so a month before expected. And we've also got another batch coming uh, that'll be by the end of May, which previously was expected by the end of June. That is definitely good news. Still a bit longer out than I want, but in any little bit, I'll take. Yeah, it's uh, certainly better than it was. Yeah. Um... And next happy news is from Enia. Yeah, this is again with COVID-19. We spoke a few weeks ago about uh, how a lot of people in uh, first line line workers and uh, emergency responders. What are those emergency responders called? I know there's a term for it. I think they're called emergency responders. Is that it? Okay. Frontline workers? Front line, Is that yeah, yeah. About? Anyways, about um, about 40 to 50%, depending on your area, were um, just refusing to be vaccinated. And a lot of them were people of color because they were uh, didn't trust the government. And in fact, I think this is where the Tuskegee syphilis experiment bet came from with between me and David, uh, whether my mama had heard of it. Uh, but recently, a, a large number of pastors for black churches went and publicly got a bunch of these uh, COVID vaccines in an effort to uh, boost the uptake among black communities. So that is also good news. People are actually going out there and doing the things that need to be done to increase trust in, in the vaccine and get it where it needs to go. So fuck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And uh, last piece of happy news, a um, weight loss drug just published a, uh, I guess a, a test um, some results of, of testing it, and it turned out to be pretty promising. Um, it was a study done with a control group, and the... That is how most studies are done nowadays. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, the control group lost 7 pounds, and the treatment group lost 37. That's not bad. Um, and... Yeah, and the reason I'm uh, I'm excited about this because my my last troop deployment was all about how we should really stop worrying about fat people. I was gonna ask about that. Well, so I'm excited about this because the way you you use this drug is you still have to engage in healthy habits, and a lot of what what happens why people yo-yo diet why they why it doesn't work why people don't get healthier is they do these healthy things they you know they stop eating so much they eat a reasonable amount they do the exercise um and they just don't lose weight and they get frustrated because losing weight is something they want to do regardless of its health effects they want to do it for vanity they want to do it to feel better they want to do it and um for like you know joint health um and while necessarily losing weight isn't going to uh 
you know, isn't the most important thing for your health, I think it is an important thing for people to stay motivated. Um, and uh, this is so this isn't a drug you just take and, you know, keep your unhealthy habits up because it won't work. But it is something that could motivate people to get more exercise and to eat a healthier diet and also then see results in, in terms of weight loss. So I think that would be awesome. Huh. Yeah. Cool. If there's, like, no yeah. serious side effects, just take a pill and get thinner. God, that'd be great. I mean, you could have to do the things, too, but, like, actually do the things and get thinner. Just that, That's awesome. Yeah. Take a pill and make the things actually work. Yeah. Um, is it would be big if true, they say. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, my, I'm basing my opinion on this by uh, because Sarah Constantine said that it looks legit to her, and she's very smart. So, uh, look <laughs> for that to be approved by the FDA in 2056. <laughs> <laughs> That's that might be optimistic. Um, ah, funny story. It's already approved by the FDA, just Ooh, not for weight loss. Really? Yes, it is a, um, yeah, it's for something else. It might be for diabetes. Hmm. It's kind of hard to fake having diabetes, though, isn't it? Yes, but off-label prescribing of drugs is legal. Oh, how do you off-label prescribe a drug? You 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 just prescribe a drug and don't say why? Take your prescription pad and you write down, I prescribe you this drug. And you say, yes, you can try this to lose weight. I legit did not know that was a thing you could do. I thought you could only prescribe for the the reasons that the FDA has said you can prescribe a drug. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I I know it's a thing that happens a lot, and yeah, I've... It, it's something my doctor does routinely because she's yeah. super awesome. Um, yeah, I I can just like call her and say, hey, can you write me a prescription for this drug? And she'll usually say, yeah, sure. Huh. Well, all right. That's how I got my yeah, Lexapro so, prescription. Semaglutide is what it's called. Semaglutide. Good to know. So, talk to your doctor about semaglutide. And uh, whoever's selling semaglutide, toss us some uh, advertising. <laughs> or just toss us some semaglutide. <laughs> right? Because I would be happy to all take right. that too. All right. Now, this brings us to troop deployments. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our three hosts to send a soldier out on the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. So uh, I have two mini mini troop deployments because they're both basically just reiterating some fairly well-trod ground from this podcast. Uh, First one, approve the fucking AstraZeneca... AstraZeneca vaccine, you idiots. Also Johnson & Johnson. That one, too. Secondly, uh, noted idiot and murderer of the elderly, Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> still has a job. And while we're canceling people, can we please cancel Andrew Cuomo? Where by cancel, I mean, like, impeach and remove from office, or whatever procedure exists in New York City. Ideally, replace him with Andrew Yang, but at this point, I'll just take getting homicidal maniac Andrew Cuomo out of office. I do believe Andrew Yang is pulling pretty well right now. Although, uh, Cuomo is governor of New York, and I think Yang is running for mayor of New York City. Uh, that's correct let us not forget de blasio is also a noted idiot and shouldn't have a job but still well isn't the next step on the uh, pokemon evolution mad ladder from mayor to governor uh it yes. is 
so we get him into mayor first, and then we can uh, put him up to governor. Then, then the president. Then president. Yeah. Yeah. Then emperor of the world. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right. If we're gonna have a world emperor, yeah. You know, you could you could do worse than Yang. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you, David. Uh, Eniash. Who, who are the radical week? feminists excluding today? Oh, well, they've been excluding these people for a long time. Uh, this came from a discussion earlier we were having about the various turfs and swerfs. And uh, the, the discussion turned to the kind of feminists that seem to just absolutely despise men. Like all men, just in general. They write shitty blogs and terrible things about men and tell men to shut up and get out of here. And uh, like the interesting thing is a lot of them are you know, straight anyway and have boyfriends or husbands or whatever, but it just seems to be a thing that, like, wherever they go, it's the hip thing to beat up on men. And, like, I was part of this for a while, just, you know, I would also be like, oh my god, guys are the worst. And it's not entirely untrue because, Jesus Christ, you go out to clubs sometimes and these guys just fucking ruin things for everyone. And you just want to roll your eyes and you're like, fucking dudes, you can't go anywhere with them. But then, like, also I remembered I'm a dude as well. And... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is my affinity it, group. Yeah. It's people who are bad and not just men. <laughs> Eventually it became it became a problem when I noticed that people were treating me like a man and I was like, "Oh shit." Uh, but uh, the the term was introduced smurfs, C M E R E F S, with the C M standing for cis male because uh, honestly, we we should have a term for the kind of feminists that drove out uh, Really left-wing people. I, I remember saying this when I learned that Scott Alexander... God, this was a decade or more ago, that Scott Alexander considered him not a feminist. This was a time when I still did identify as a feminist. And I said, if we have lost Scott Alexander, we have done something terribly wrong and should maybe examine what's going on. And, you know, the the response to that was to get me kicked out. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, and the your situation... entire life since then has been trying to get back in the club. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! You're doing such a bad job. I, I, yes, it's been. <laughs> uh, it, that notwithstanding, um, there there was a feminist movement that I really identified with that still exists. That is a good and noble thing and should be pursued. But there's also the you know shitty horrible people that just like to be shitty and get likes on Twitter for it. And uh, those should be called the uh, cis male excluding radical feminists because then at least we would have a term to talk about them and say how shitty they are and maybe you know treat them the same way we treat TERFs and uh, we treat TERFs like that for good reason. So uh, we should treat Smurfs like that for the same good reasons. Fuck those people. Um, hashtag yes feminism used to be cool. So I agree with everything you just said, but I'm also a little bit nervous that uh, X-Earths will become a new super weapon, and we really don't need more of those nowadays. So yes, but use I mean, carefully. Sure, but if we're going to have one more, it should be Smurfs. Sure, fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my troop deployment this week is fuck the new york times you're here <laughs> this past week a shitty reporter named Cade metz wrote a shitty article about scott alexander and his former blog slate star codex i say former blog because as you know if you're a regular listener scott shut down his blog six months ago because metz threatened to publish his real name in the article 
Scott blogged under a pseudonym, and even though you could find his real name online if you looked for it, he reasonably felt that having it published in the New York Times was a level of exposure which would endanger his safety and his relationships with his psychiatry clients. Despite there being no journalistic value to including his real name, and despite using pseudonyms to discuss other, more left-wing personalities, Metz refused to remove it. In response, Scott shut down his blog for six months and restarted it on Substack under the name Astral Codex 10. He also quit his job to spare his employer the difficulty of dealing with the situation and started his own practice focused on delivering low-cost psychiatric care. This week, Metz published his article, and it's terrible. It's a weak, pathetic attempt to insinuate without actually saying that Scott and the wider rationality community are racist, sexist bigots convinced of their own superiority with disdain for anyone who lowers themselves to caring about such trivial things as equality and justice. The reality couldn't be further from the truth. Rationalists generally, and Scott in particular, care more about actually improving the world than any community I've ever encountered. Metz gave one sentence to the effective altruism movement, which Scott strongly supports and participates in, giving a bland definition, then immediately, in the same paragraph, tried to suggest Scott's guilt by association with some racist writing that some other person wrote. What Metz failed to note is that the effective altruists are the only group who is actually living the ethos Black Lives Matter. EA groups overwhelmingly focus on saving as many lives as possible, which by necessity tends to center their attention on poor Africans. It's not an exaggeration to say that Scott is responsible for saving the lives of dozens of mostly black Africans. Can Metz say the same? The irony is that maybe he can, because his piece was so bad it's nearly guaranteed to increase Scott's subscriber numbers, which means more money given to effective charities. Now. There's too many flaws with the piece to point out each one individually, so read it if you must, but really I recommend you don't bother. It's trash journalism, and it's the only the latest piece of evidence that the New York Times isn't worth saving. Uh, so one flaw I will point out, or I will quote just because it's so amazing, is it describes Eliezer Yudkowsky as, and I quote, a self-described AI researcher, <laughs> which is correct. Eliezer Yudkowsky does self-describe as an AI researcher because that's the job title his employer gave him. <laughs> he does research AI. I myself, I must admit, am a self-described accountant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Uh, please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Uh, please leave us reviews. They really help. Um, and come back in two weeks, same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye.